All right. We left off a couple of lines for the end of Daf uh, Zayin. Um, let's take it from Amr Abiyami. Five lines from the bottom. Amr Abiyami. So we're talking about all types of alternative uh, minion constructs. Amr Abiyami. Or, or Mazon as well. So Shnayim Shabbos Mitzdarfin. Let's say two people are eating together Shabbos. And they don't have three, they only have two. Says Rabbi, Shnayim Shabbos, right? It's two people plus Shabbos, okay, you're good to go. Right? Amalei Reb Nachman, so Reb Nachman says, Vishabbos Gavril, is Shabbos a person? You seem a little confused. Shabbos is not a person. Right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, someone wanted to tell me he was saying Shabbos Gavril, he means to say Shabbos is not a man, Shabbos is a woman. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. Um... Two Tamidi Chacham who are uh, who who uh, are sharpening each other with the Halacha, right? They're speaking and learning, they count as three. Um, and they they the, some have the girsa the halacha mitzarefest, in other words the tire itself uh, uh, comes in as a third person. Now again, I don't really know why that counts as a person any more than Shabbos. Mm. Tyre, Shabbos, these are all very important things in Judaism, but they're not a person for benching. Um, but this didn't seem to bother Reb Nachman. Um, I'm not going to worry about it because we don't pass in this way. And Machfer of Chista could go in an over of Sheshes. Machfer of Sheshes is going in an over of Chista, right? So Sheshes and Chista have Machleks in all over Shas, but it turns out they also used to eat lunch together a lot. Right? They would eat lunch together. And of course, when they would sit and eat, they wouldn't talk about the, the you know, sports. They would talk about learning. And so, uh, they were good examples. It sounds like maybe your Christ even saying, this is what we do. Right? We, uh, it sounds like maybe they made him as a... Sounds like they had a mutual admiration society. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I should hope so. Amr of Yechanan. Katan Pireach Mazamnin Alav. What's a Katan Pireach? A katan pireach literally means a flying liner, but uh, in this context, what it means is that he uh, produced simonim, he produced evidence of gadlos, right? He produced shtei cyrus, he says he has two pubic hairs, but he's loy ba lechlal shanov, he hasn't come into his years yet, right? He hasn't yet um, turned 13 and one day. So, um, this young man is kind of in a limbo state because he's demonstrating, right, really, the, the, the significance of those years is primarily as a mean measure of physical maturity. Um, but in this kid's situation, he has the physical maturity, but he doesn't have the years. So we don't consider him to be a full-blown god, though. We don't consider him to be a full-blown adult. But he's got to be something. So the Gemara wants to say, maybe Mizanunalov, we can count him for a Mizumi. And in fact, there is a brace that says like this. Katan Pireach. Excuse me, Tanya Miyachi. Katan Jevishte Cyrus, Mizanunalov, you may make Zeman on him. Right? You may include him in a Zeman. Shaloy Jevishte Cyrus. However, if he did not uh, produce Shte Cyrus to Harris, Ain Mizanunalov, we do not. Um, we do not um, count him. Uh, count, even though he's already thirteen. Um, okay, 
I like to say what you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't a hundred percent know uh, if it's accurate, but I think the Gemara might think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, it's definitely accurate if the Gemara thinks that way. I just it's hard based on the the language we have in front of us. It's a little hard to extract that meaning. Mm-hmm. They want to suggest that the next two words, the Ein Medaktik and Makatan. Um, uh, excuse me. They want to suggest that the, that the phrase doesn't really appear. It's only meant to be a diuk. It's only meant to be the Gemara saying, "Oh, so that means If you haven't, if he hasn't produced Cyrus, then we don't include him. Mm-hmm. And we also don't look into whether or not a cotton has produced Cyrus. So the Gemara says, "Hold on a second. You're confusing me." Mm-hmm. Right? in You said a moment ago that if he produced stay rice, if he produced two hairs, um, then he is uh, you can make you can include him in Zeman, but if not, not. And then a moment later you say we don't look into, right? We're not on the case of a cotton to make sure um, that he's produced cyrus, that he's produced hairs. So it says the Gemara La CMI, right? It must mean wait, what are we trying to in- introduce over here? My lovely see cotton What we're trying to say is when we were talking about the uh, the um, uh, when we were talking about the cotton a moment ago, when we were talking about the cotton a moment ago, we were talking about a cotton pyreach. We were talking about a cotton who is still de- who is uh, who who is uh, developmentally advanced, although he still has not broken through um, to the age of thirteen. So. You know, it's a little tricky to know what's the diuk and what's the text. Mm. But uh, it seems to be there's some question about that, so that's what I would say. Um, all right. So says the Gemara, So these are all very nice ideas. We don't paskin like them. Right, the only thing we're interested in is, does he understand to whom we are Benching. Who is our benching directed towards? Now, Taisa says, a very long Taisa, we're not going to do it. But Taisa says um, that uh, he's not arguing with Rabbi Yechanan. He's not arguing with Rabbi Yechanan. He agrees that the cotton has to be at least a cotton pyreach. At least, he at least has to produce hairs. Right? He just, on top of that, he also has to be a Hayadel Mimavarchim. Right? It's not an actual debate as to, uh, as to, um, whether, in other words, there's no question that if a cotton does not produce any signs of physical maturity, it doesn't matter how smart he is. All right. But if he does, then he doesn't have to be smart. He has to be a delamim Even if he has the Isaris and you give him a shot? I think so. Um, no, maybe you're right, Taka. Oh, no, you'd give him a shot for sure not. you give him a shot for sure not. Hey, there goes that thing. Right, there we go. I don't know plenty of people who don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I know who I'm benching to. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that's the machlik. That's the question. Tysus makes a point of saying that even a cotton pyreach, even if he has the simonim, he has to know Lumim Bavarch, he has to know who is included in benching, that's all. Okay, he has to know who's being benched to. All right. Interesting story. Abai and Rava were little children, and they were sitting in front of Rabba. Sounds like Abai and Rava go way back. So, so, 
That's interesting. If Yehuda wants to create, he wants to correct it. It's, maybe it's Rav Bar of Hanan. It doesn't really make sense that Abayin, because Abayin Rav had, I think, a significant age difference. So Yehuda doesn't like this. He says, "Well, it's a charming story. It doesn't really make sense because Rav would, you know, one of them would have been an adult and one of them would have been a child." Um, anyway, so Abayin Rav, let's just go with what we have in front of us. We're sitting in front of Rav. Amalahu Rav, let me Rav says to them, "Okay, kids, who do we bench to?" I'm related to Rachmana, they said to Hashem, to HaKadosh Baruch Okay, V'Rachmana, Heichi Yosef, where exactly is Hashem, he asks. So, Rava Achvi L'Shmei Talala. Rava pointed to the ceiling. Right, little Rava points to the ceiling. Abaya Nofak Lebra Achvi Klapi Shmei. Abaya goes outside and points at the sky. Right, okay, two, uh, two different approaches. I'm not sure exactly what's meant to symbolize. Um... But anyway, the, the point is that they looked they looked upwards, they looked heavenwards. Okay, Shemaim Shemaim Hashem, very good. So, um, Both of you are going to be Rabbonin. Alright, he was pleased with their answer. Both of you are going to be Rabbis. So, that means, literally translated, that you know a good squash based on its sap. Um, in other words, you can usually discern this uh, the quality of a young person uh, early in his development. Um, Rashi apparently had a slightly different version where he says mekine yoda. Mekine yoda means something like uh, its nest, right from its early development. Okay. Um, very well. I'm review the breder of Shmuel bar Shelat Mishmederab. Tisha achlu dagana. Here's a very interesting halacha. Nine people ate grain. Ve'echad achal yerek. One people ate veg- one person ate vegetables. He didn't eat grain. Didn't want to eat grain. Right. So what's the halacha? Mitzdarfin. They can make a zimun together. They can have a zimun of ten. So I'm Rav Zeir Boi. You name Rav Yehuda. I asked Rav Yehuda. Shemoy namahu shiva mahu. What about if eight people ate grain and two people ate vegetables? Or seven people ate grain and three people ate vegetables? Right? So I'm really like, no, he said, it's all the same. It's all the same. You can still be mitzvah. So says he, says of Zerat, shisha vaday loimi boili. So I noticed the Bach says, sorry about all the Girsa changes. Yeah, a lot of Girsa changes have come up. The Bach says the correct reading, or at least what Rashi had the Girsa, seems to be vai. Right? In other words, it's a shame. Or it's like, something, something along those lines. Or it's, it's a shame that I didn't ask him. It's a shame that I didn't ask him. Um, some people want to say, Vadai stands for Vidalid Achliyarak, for eight vegetables. That is a very interesting idea, but it's not a known Rashi Tevis. <laughs> Who knows? Someone, someone finally at 48 pages into Shas got tired. Sounds, sounds like a Moradism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, right, so he says, I didn't ask six. I should have asked six. Six and four I should have asked. So I'm like, Yemi, Yemi says to him, Shaper Abdus Deloi Boilach. It's a good thing you didn't ask him because it would have been a foolish question. Awesome time. Ikaruba. Ikaruba. Six and four, there's still a majority of people who ate grain. So what's the big deal? Still a majority of people. So, says the Gemara, you saw that Ruba the Minker on. He thought maybe we need what's called a Ruba the Minker. Maybe we need not just a majority, but a noticeable majority. So, 
noticeable. 60-40 is not a noticeable majority. It's already pushing it. It's already pretty close to, to, to even. Yeah. Two thirds. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. Says the Gemara as follows. Yanai Malka, famous story. Yanai Malka King Yanai, and his wife Kirichurifta Bahadi Adadi. They were eating lunch. Now it's important to note that Yanai was a very wicked man, who was responsible for the wholesale slaughter of the vast majority of Chachmei Yisrael. Why? Well, he was part of the Chashmonoi line. He was a Hasmonean, and he decided he decided uh, that he wanted he, like his ancestors, uh, was rather fond of the throne. Even though they didn't really belong on the throne, they were Kayanim, they were they really belonged in the Mesa Mekdash, they didn't belong on the throne. If I'm not mistaken, Yanai is not even really a true Khashmoinoi, right? Yeah, Yana is really uh Yanai really comes from a slave background. I believe. Yanai or is that uh, Oh you're right, it's Hordas. Yeah. Um so Yanai, right, that's just, this is what Yanai this is Yanai is a Hasmonean, Stam Stam but they and do say here that his background was questionable, and uh, the rabbis suggested uh, Yanai was halachically unfit to serve as a kohen. Ah, oh, no, so yeah, maybe that is it. Yanai was, there was, because there was some battle, and all the members of the family got killed except one slave woman, and they said that was Yanai's mother or Yanai's grandmother or something. Can't remember anymore. Okay. Um... But anyway, so so uh, he uh, in a in a fit of rage and probably paranoia, he had all the rabbis killed, because he said these people have some ideas that I'm not very fond of. So he had them killed. And then he complained that there was no one to say Ah, and then he complained <laughs> that there was no one to say Berchazamos. You know, He killed all the rabbis, and then he said, "Hey, hold on, nobody knows Berchazamos around here." Right, so it's interesting, and actually the implication is that generally speaking, the kings would have had a rabbi present. It sounds again that the kings were not learned enough to uh, bench on their own, and they would have had a rabbi present to, uh, you know, bless the food. Um, so, uh, what happens? So, Amalol Devisu, he says to his wife, Man Does anybody have up their sleeves, you know, uh, somebody who knows how to bench? We got a problem. So, he cared enough to bench, but he didn't care enough to uh, not slaughter. The Rabbanim wholesale. So, uh, very strange story. So Amrle she says to him, Swear to me that if I bring you somebody, you won't harm him. Ishtavla he swore. Right? She brought her brother Shimon ben Shatach. Now, what I find very interesting is, is did he really not put together that maybe his brother-in-law was the one who got spared? Like, was really guessing, you know, at this point, like, hmm, who's she gonna bring out? He must have. You, you have to, you have to, you know. To me, I think you have to read this story as he, he's got to know that his wife probably preserved the life of her brother. That, that that's to me that's the the first level in interpreting this story. Like it's not even this is not even a postmodern reading. <laughs> you know, come on. Of course he knows that he's, he's he, why does he ask his wife of all people? Why would his wife have a rabbi hidden somewhere, right? He's saying, "Where's your brother? Come on, I know you had your brother." So, uh, okay. Anyway, so 
she brings that Shemim Benchetach. He seats Shemim Benchetach between her and him, between his, his sister and 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 King Yana. So, Amar Lei Chazes Kama Yakra of Dinolach. He says, you know, he says, he's a real brother-in-law conversation. He says, oh, do you see how much honor I'm giving you? Right? You see how much I appreciate you? Right? You feel comfortable? You should. You should. You, you see that that the that I, I respect rabbis. So on my leg, it's like having lunch with Stalin. On my leg, <laughs> right? <laughs> he goes, love at Kamikersli, but Shimon ben Shatach was a pretty uh, tough fellow, and he said, it is not you who is giving me honor, right? He's sitting in front of the person who murdered everyone he knows, and he says, I don't, I'm not even, I'm not remotely impressed by by what you're doing for me. he The only, to the extent that I am receiving honor, being sitting at the king's table, um, it is only because. Uh, of the Torah, it is the the power of the Torah that's giving me this honor. So, Amale, um, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Chsiv, Salsuleha Vitrevi Mecha, Te Chabdecha, it's a Pasik in Mishle. Salsuleha Vitrevi Mecha, Te Chabedcha, Ki Sichabkan. Right, it's a reference to the Torah, I think in Mishle it calls it Chachma, um, right, uh, which is like adorn it, right, the Salsuleha is the to beautify, right? It shall raise you up. It shall honor you. When you embrace it, right? Very poetic. So on my law, you see this, right? You see how this rabbi, this insubordinate rabbi, um, uh, you know. Now, now you understand why I killed him because it's such a pain, um, right? A real psycho. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but Shimon ben Shatach was a pretty, uh, pretty gutsy guy, I'd say. So Yavule Kasel Bruche, they brought him a cup. What a, what a! Can you imagine what a strange and disconcerting event? You know, to be seated at the table of the person who murdered everyone you know and saying, "Can you please lead us in benching?" What a bizarre, <laughs> twisted scenario. So they bring him a cup. Amar, he says, "Hey, Chiyavir, what am I supposed to do? Right? How am I going to make a bracha?" Baruch Shalach Yanei V'Chaveir V'Shalai. Right? Can I make can I make some kind of mezuman? You know, Baruch Shalach Yanei. That's not how that works. He didn't. His problem is he didn't need anything. He was just brought out of a, a cave somewhere, right? So, <laughs> it is another I think uh, vote in favor of my reading, which is that Shimon Ben Shatta has to have showed up in enough time to not be too late for it to not be too late to bench. So he can't have been hidden. Not only was did the king have to know that he was hidden somewhere, he can't have been hidden very far. <laughs> like he's probably somewhere in the palace. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's a very a strange, uh, strange story. But anyway, so, um, so what does he do? He has a very clever idea. Shasya Lukasa. Instead of benching on that cup, he just knocked it back, right? <laughs> he just drinks it. So they, all right. Uh, so you can imagine the etiquette is, uh, you know, everyone's very alarmed, but uh, they have no choice. They bring him another cup, and he benches on that one. Right? So we see from Shemim Ben Shatach that, right, we see a lot of things, but one of the things we see is that one cup of wine is enough to allow you to join for a There's also only two. Well, Yanev Chaveirov. Right. We only heard the dialogue between Yanev and his wife, but Yanev and his buddies, apparently, probably also nice guys. Um, we're, we're sitting together. What I find even more fascinating is that we're allowing Shimon ben Shetach to join the Mizumin when presumably already we are past the stage of Havlon v'Nivrich. Right? And we said earlier in the Mesechta that 
you have to um it's Dafim Bez, I think, that uh, that have that, that that there's a kind of a point of no return at which we say, Okay, now you're done eating, right? It's all mavur by the sugis of like anam attack of the rish kalus or something. All the, the whole conversation we had about ma'im achreinim, etc. Right. So once you basically get to the point of ma'im achreinim, you can't really add uh, suda members. So I find it very interesting this story because it seems like they're already talking about benching. It would seem like they already crossed the rubicon in terms of the end of the meal. Unless no, maybe that's not the case. Maybe it was you know somehow in, in the during the course of the meal he brought up. By the way, we're not going to have anyone able. You know, they were still eating, and he's saying, there, oh, you should know, we're not going to have anyone to bench for us. And she says, look, I'll send someone, and we'll get someone. Okay, possibly. All right. Um, very well. Yavu, look, they already had filled up the cup to bench. I don't know. Okay, I'll have to see if someone talks about it. Anyway, very well. So, Amr of Abba Breder of Chiyabar Abba. Shimon ben Shetach the Ovad legarmei hu the Ovad. This thing that Shimon ben Shetach did to drink a cup of wine in order to be mustarif, that's something that only he holds of. No one else really holds. You can do that. That's a specific to Shimon ben Shetach type of thing. Right now, everyone else told you need at least uh, you need at least eat something. How much? What? What exactly? Something. We'll see. We'll see. Because. The Hachi Amr Rechia Barabba says, that's his father, Amr of Yechon, You're not Moitzi, right? You can't lead the Mizumin until you eat a Kazayas of Dagon, until you eat a Kazayas of grain, right? In other words, it could be you could answer. It could be if you just drink a cup of wine, it sounds like maybe they would accept that you could answer. But you cannot lead the Zimon. That's the problem. Shimon Shetach was leading the Zimon and being mighty everyone. He has to have eaten some grain. When you say grain, do you mean bread <laughs> as opposed to mazonos? That's a good question. Because that's how they seem to present it here. Um, the, they, they definitely mean in context bread. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just simply not up to date in the halachas to tell you whether or not... Um, there could be you can do something to work with if the person eats a mazinus. Um I mean, no. Well, no. I am up to date enough. No, the answer is absolutely not because you can't. You yourself can't say. Brich, I don't know what I'm saying. You can't say brich if you ate mazinus. So okay. you need to be able to personally say brich okay. So you have to have eaten bread, right? Uh, and you can't. You know, it'll be a brachal vatal. Otherwise, you can't. Uh, mm. Maybe if you ate uh, a whole lot of mazinus, you ate uh, eight donuts or something. Mm-hmm. Well, donuts, maybe not. But anyway, um, okay. If you eat half a Trader Joe's babka, maybe a whole babka, on the way to the hospital. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, okay. So, Maisfei asked the Gemara a question. Um, so the word Maisfei doesn't really seem right over here. And the, the Bach, I don't know, this, this Ahmed is full of Gearsa problems. The Bach corrects it to Kidatanya. Which is the very opposite of Meisve. Kidatanya is going to the Bray. So Rishon Gamliel Oimer, any Moitzias or Abim. Excuse me. All of the Heisev Imoim. I feel like Tovli Imoim Elabotiv, like Achli Imoim Elagregris Achas Mitzdarf. Right. Uh, so I see what's going on over here. The way that our Gemara presents it is Meisve as a question. Right. In other words, 
we seem to find that Rishim Gamliel holds that even al feel like tavli imam el even if you didn't, all you did was a, like dip a vegetable, but like imam el achas, or you didn't even have a single, you know, you ate like a single um, little fig, right? Mitzarev. So you can be added on. Says the Gemara, it's the rufi mitzarev, avalohaiti is harab midechayvos not sheyechel kazayis tagan, right? You can be added, but you cannot be mitzi the rabbim. You cannot be lead the benching until you. Um, until you uh, have eaten a kezayis of dagon, which, of course, in this case, case means bread. It's marnami. We had a member like this as well. Amr of Chana Yehuda Mishmei De Rava. Afidu loy tova. Imam elabatsi. Loy achli imam elakregus achas mitzdar. Right? As even if you all you had was a vegetable dip or a little fruit, right? So you can be mitzdar if you can answer. However, you cannot lead the benching until you eat some bread. Right? If uh, if somebody uh, has even had just had like a leaf of, of vegetables, he's had a you know he grabbed a lettuce leaf in the salad or and he drank a cup of wa- of wine, mitzdarif he can be counted. However, he cannot be mighty you until he eats bread. Okay. The big Tyson's over here. Okay. So, Amr of Nachman. Moshe, Tikinli Yisrael, Birchas Hazan. So now we're going to get a little uh, chronology, a little kind of really an alternate chronology, you'll see, and as the details play out, it's going to be different from the Sugyan in certain ways at the beginning of Kate Samavar. Right, so Moshe Tigenli Yisrael Birchas Hazan B'Shash Yard Lahem Mon. When the Mon first fell, Moshe told Klai Yisrael to say Birchas Hazan, to say the first bracha of Benjamin. Yeshua Tikin Lahem Birchas Haaretz. Yeshua instituted Birchas Haaretz. Yeshua instituted uh, the second bracha, the bracha on the land. And Kevin Shinech and Sula Aretz. Well, I think Kevin Shinech and Sula Aretz should be attached to Yeshua. Right? Or to Bishash Shinech and Sula When they entered Eretz Yisrael, then they started saying Bracha Saaretz. David Vishleim at Tiknu by Yerushalayim. So David and Shleim, who are largely responsible for uh, establishing the centrality of Yerushalayim, so they instituted Boine Yerushalayim, which is very interesting. Um, because Uvene Yerushalayim, Merkadashim Hervyomenu, can be thought of as something you would say if you're in Galus, or it can be thought of as something you would say if you want to build the city of Yerushalayim. So uh, it's a very interesting um, formulation. Now, David Tikin Aiso Amechavay Yerushalayim Yerecha, Ushleim Tikin Al Habayis Hagadova Kadesh. Right? Okay, so they they both responsible for two different parts of the bracha. Right? Because Shleim Hamelch established the actual base. Hamikdash, while David Hamelch conquered the city. Hatoyva Hametiv, Biyavne Tiknuha Keneged Harugei Beita. Right? That was established in Yavne as a response to the events of the Harugei Beita. The Amr of Masna, what, what was that story? Amr of Masna, Isaiah Yem Shinitnu Harugei Beita, Likvura, Tiknu Biyavna Hatoyva Hametiv. 
right? The day that the the people uh, killed in the, the Beitar massacre were were buried, so uh, that day in Yavna they established Hatoiv Ameitiv Hatoiv. He was good. Shaloi The bodies apparently did not rot. I think it, like years had passed since uh, that battle. The Hameitiv Shnitin Lukfura and the Meitiv he who has done good Shnitin Lukfura that the bodies were give, were permitted to be buried. So that account of things does match with how we've been understanding things all along. The next one, the Gemara is going to present, is going to throw us off a little. So this implies that the mud was considered like bread. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we have a sort of different idea about the mud. I mean, in general. Like we think of it as... Whatever you want. Right. Whatever you liked at that moment. Right? What did Klaisel call it? Lechem HaKalekel. Right. right. So Some kind of bread. Yeah. God, how do you get it? Um, I'm on God, that's a very small thing. If you get a big, a whole clump of it, put it together. Okay. Turn around, Bonnet. Cedar Birchas Hamozen Kachi. This is how Birchas Hamozen goes. Bracha Rishayna Birchas Hazan. The first Bracha is called Birchas Hazan. Shinia Birchas Haaretz. The next one is Birchas Haaretz. Shlish is Baini Yerushalayim. The third one is called Baini Yerushalayim. Revius Hatoiv Vehametiv. The fourth one is Hatoiv Vehametiv, what we call Al Yichasarein. Now, Ube Shabbos, Maschel B'Nechama Umesayim B'Nechama. So what does that mean, Maschel? You start with Nechama, you start with comfort, and you finish with comfort. So the top Rashi on the page, Rashi explains. You don't have to make a special Shabbos bracha. What you do is instead you make a Shabbos insertion. You go into one of the regular brachas and you insert a clause about Shabbos. Right? So, what's Nechama? What, is that? what does he mean? What's comfort? Nechama is a baker in Yerushalayim. But, on the corner of uh, Rehov Zonnefeld and uh, Rehovat Mori Karlin, but um, you know it's funny. But you'd think I would that I would have been a regular patron. I think I bought something there maybe once, but I passed it many, many, many times because when I would go visit the area of Yeshiva Smir, it's right around the. That's that was the way you went if you were coming from my neighborhood up in the in the upper part of Geula. You would walk all the way down Machi Yisrael and through the through Rehovah, wind your way through Meisharim until you got to Beis Yisrael neighborhood. So if I ever had reason to be down there. I would pass by Nechama Bakery. Well, that's a very like touristy spot. Lots of groups come through, and the Yushalmis, if they see them, they scream because the women aren't dressed in it. It's always yeah. fun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's all it's all it's exactly. You get lured into Meishar. How are these people? So, like, <laughs> it's entirely possible. <laughs> no, because I would see Nechama. Mister Nechama would come out and scream at them. <laughs> they were ruining his business. They have a pile of stones. It was a great time, but. Um, I did feel these people usually didn't know what hit them. Crazy Shalmis come screaming at them. They're like, we just wanted to go in a door. (laughs) Anyway. um, So, what does Nechama mean? Nechama means Binyan Yerushalayim. Binyan Yerushalayim, Kari Nechama. Kol Heichi Damascho, Bein Rachim, Bein Nachamenu. However it is, you start your bracha. Whether it is Rachim or Nachamenu. Now, I don't know, right? I don't know, uh, uh, because I haven't learned tomorrow's daf yet, I don't know what he means, Nachamenu. We don't say Nachamenu, we say Rachim. Okay, but uh, we will find out when we learn when we learn tomorrow's daf why I would think maybe you say Nachamenu. 
But nonetheless, we start with Rachim. But it's called, right, that's the beginning of the bracha, which ends by Yerushalayim, it's called Rachim. And it's called Nechama, right, have mercy. And uh, therefore, therefore, that's the appropriate place you insert the Ritzei Hashem Alekeinu, the insertion for Shabbos, is placed in between what we call Rachim and Uvenei Yerushalayim, even though really it's the middle of a bracha, right, so we insert an expansion of the bracha. So, that is the proper protocol for Shabbos. Now, we're back in the Gemara, we're uh, actually about parallel with the Titus that's titled Mascha B'Nachama. So, says the Gemara, If you find yourself uh, needing to make reference to Kedushas Hayoim, right, in other words, Shabbos, so you insert that Be'emtza, like we said, in the middle of uh, of uh, the bracha ben Yerushalayim, Rebbe Lezer Aimer, Rebbe Lezer disagrees. He says, "Ratzel Aimer ben Chamra Aimer." Rebbe Zaretz Aimer, you could also insert it earlier. You don't have to say "Ratzay" in the in the third bracha. You can say it in the second bracha. So, uh, and if you want, you can even bracha You can put it in the fourth bracha. You can insert the Shabbos the Ratzay. You can insert it in what we call Ali Chasarin. You've got to say it in Nechama, in the third bracha, and only the third bracha. So the Gemara says, hold on, Chacham Mahenu Tanakama. So we'll write that sometimes the, the, we have this pulled on us. There's a third Mandamar, which echoes the first Mandamar. So what do you mean? The Chacham is the same as the Tanakama. So it's the Gemara, Ika Beinayu Dievet, the Nafkamin is going to be, Bid Dievet, in a scenario where you've already done it, you have to go back. You have to go back because according to the uh, Rashi says according to the second Rabbanon the Chachamim you actually have to go back right that's what it means Um or Eimer rather means that like there's no there's no way out and if you say in the wrong place you got to try again okay how do we know what's the source for Birchas Hamazin Min Right, the Pasuk says, right, this is where it's going to get confusing, the Pasuk says, We already had this suit here before. Right, exactly, and, and, and this one's going to be different. Um, That's a reference to Birchaz Hazan. Right, it sounds like it's Deiraisa. Birchaz Hazimun is Deiraisa. Al ha'aretz, right? Because the pasuk goes v'chalav v'sevato v'rachto t'shem l'kecha aretz atayv ha'shen asamach. So now we're up to the words al ha'aretz zubrechas ha'aretz. That's a reference to brechas ha'aretz. So Moshe Rabbeinu already is telling us that you have to make brechas ha'aretz. Hatayva, the good land, zu by Yerushalayim. That is to include by Yerushalayim. The chain who oimer. How do I know that tayva, that good, is a reference to Yerushalayim? Right. The chain who oimer ha'har hatayv hazeb halavanoim. We refer to. Um, the particular specialness of Eretz Yisrael, which is Yerushalayim, as this good mountain, and the Levanoi, the uh, the Lebanon, actually, literally, um, um, which is construed to be a reference to Yerushalayim. So Yerushalayim is referred to as good, right? But we do find this quite a bit, right? There is a Yerushalayim is known as good, it's particularly good. Um, I can tell you that when I was in Eretz Yisrael, I never. It took a lot to get me to leave Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim has something to it. Yerushalayim is a good place. Um, a little crazy at times, but especially 
That's right. Um, the, the, I used to have Hafkanot like around the corner for me all the time. These massive, you know, horses and. <laughs> Where's everyone running? Oh, the police are coming. <laughs> I just wanted to go to Yeshiva. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're dressed like a Haredi, it doesn't really matter if you were participating in the protest because you're you're fair game. It's not America. Like no one, you know, you're gonna sue the police department, huh? This <laughs> is total. So you know, if I was in my hat and jacket, I, I wasn't I wasn't really involved in burning dumpsters. That wasn't my speed. Although I liked a, a good time as much as the next guy, but you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, you were you you'd get arrested or clubbed over the head just like any. So I you know I had to definitely had some occasions where I was trying really trying to just go about my business and ended up running like a madman through alleyways. <laughs> you know, wearing a jeans and tank top. it would have been a little simpler. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the breaks. Um, if I was a real masman, I might have done that. Gone out in disguise every night. <laughs> then the Yushamis would have beat me up. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Okay, so Asher Nasan Loch, this last bracha, Zuat Teva Meitiv. So now, all of a sudden, this seems like this is the maybe this is the opinion we've encountered before. There is a Mandamra that holds that Teva Meitiv is Deiraisa. So maybe this opinion holds that Teva Meitiv is Deiraisa. Eliel Laachrov, Lefon of Menhain, right? Okay, very well. I only now know the, a source for all the brachas in the Torah, right? For all the brachas afterwards. This is all brachas Hamazon. Lefon of Menhain. How do I know you make a bracha Rishona? Right? We know this already from the beginning of uh, from Daf Lamedei, from the beginning of Ketzim Varchim. Right, Amrit Kavachimer. Kishu Savayam Mivarich. Kishu Roivle Kolshkane. When somebody is full, he benches. Right? So then, for sure, when you're hungry, you also should bench. You also should say a brach. Now, the Goyen wants to correct this to Rabbi Shmon or Bakiva. Okay. We have Rabbi Oimer. Einoit Sarich. I have a different way of approaching these sources. All three of those words refer to Birchaz Hazan, the first brach. Right? I get Birchaz Hazimun from Gadul Hashem Itina. That's the Pasuk in Tehillim. Right? We've had this before as a potential, right? So it's right at the beginning of the parak. But that's a Pasuk in Tehillim. So Pasuk in Tehillim usually is not a source of this. So now it sounds like we're not really talking about the Raisa. It sounds like we're talking about a Smachta Ba'alma. So it's getting, you know, that, that would, that's probably going to be the ultimate resolution of all these. Like, no, 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 we're not really suggesting a different source for the whole thing. We're suggesting a smacht of Alma. It could be. <coughs> but anyway, that's Rebbe's position. Al ha'aret zubirchas ha'aretz. Ha'toiva zubani yerushalayim. Right? Al ha'aretz means on the land. That's birchas ha'aretz. Ha'toiva, like we said, zubani yerushalayim. Chena oemer ahar ha'toiva zeba al-banoin. Same as we said before. Ha'toiva ha'metiv bi yavna teknuha. And ha'toiva ha'metiv was established in yavna. Now, ain't li al-achra. L'fanam anai. All I know is afterwards. How do I know you make a bracha before him? Talmud loimar asher nasan loch, misha nasan loch. This is not one of the things that gets brought up in the beginning of Ketzim Mavarchim, but this is another potential source for making brachas. So again, this is you know it's already starting to seem that the weight is heavily in favor of the in terms of the Tanoim, of the opinion that claims that um, that brachas hamazin that the, excuse me the bracha rishona is in fact da'iraisa. Um, now ultimately, we don't pass in that way, but uh, it is very strange, and it's another argument in favor of saying this whole Gemara is really all just a smachtas. Especially because if we 
you know, in the first version of things where we derive bracha rishayna from a kalvachaymer from Perchas Hamazon, so we run into all the problems of, you know, it's Shabbos Haminim, so, you know, it's Tafka, something that comes as Bikurim, right? So maybe you can do uh, this Gzair Shav, uh, you know, or, or uh, you know, not the Gzair Shav, but the, uh, the Limud Binyanav, where you do, where it's Kama Teichiach, and uh, um, what do you call it? Kerem and Kama, you did that, that whole Limud over there, because Kerem Revoy, but then, and you're limited, this has to be Tzad Mizbeach. So, all of these, we already concluded at the beginning of, of, of Ketzim Mavarchim, that that's a problematic approach. Now the Gemara seems to kind of be re- Considering it, but again, I think it's fairly likely that these are asmachas. So, um, right, that's his way of doing things. So, Yitzchak says, "No, no, no. There's no need for that. I have a much better way." Right, the pasuk says in um, in Shemois, and Shemois save Shemois Berachav Gimel Vatem Hashem Alkech Berachas Lach Mechaves Meimecha Vasi Roisi Machlam Mikirbacha. Right, Uberach. Right, uberach es lach mecha es mecha. Al tikri uberach. Don't read it uberach. Ella, as you read it uvarech, and you shall bless, right, your bread and your water. This is another source, another potential source for bracha rishayna. You should recite a bracha on your bread, and what's it called, bread? Before you eat it, because after you eat it, it's not bread anymore. So, if you're right, reciting a bracha on your bread, that would be uh, before you eat. Reb Nosson says, no, no, I have a different source. Rehi Oimer. The Pasuk in Shmuel Aleph. Um, Shol and his, and his helper are going to find um, Shmuel because they've gone chasing after these lost animals of Shol's father. And, uh, and, and so they decide once they're in the area, they're going to go see Shmuel. So they go to the city. I think Shmuel is going to help them find their goats also. So they go to the city to find, they go to Ramah to find Shmuel. And they meet these two girls. And they say, or maybe more than two girls, I don't remember. And they say, hey, do you know where we can find Shmuel? So the Apostlech says, um, I think we actually, you know, if, I'll come back to this. I'll show you something interesting if we have time. Right? So they, they, the girls give them this whole speech. When you get to the city, you'll find him before you get to the Bama. Very, very long, strangely, like, attenuated uh, sentence. Um, when you get to the city, there you will find Shmuel before, you get to, before he goes up to the Bama, to the altar, because when he gets to the altar, he's going to No one's going to eat um, no one's going to eat because he's going to make a bracha and after that everyone will eat right? why do they talk so much right? so again so right away we see that uh, making a bracha before food is a thing and why did they, talk, why did they say so much because women talk a lot uh, they were just staring at Shaul Shaul was a very attractive man and they were carrying, stretching out the conversation as long as they could because they wanted to stare at Shaul. Shaul was a big, tall guy. He was very attractive. They couldn't take their eyes off of him. So they just kept on talking uh, so he wouldn't go away. They point out in here that it's questionable whether you can draw the inference that uh-huh. you need to say a bracha on regular food that's not an offering. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I was just saying earlier. 
um, all of these sources run into the problems that we brought up back in Daflamid Hay. Uh, the beginning of the case of Mavarkim, the Gemara right, goes through a whole litany of reasons why we should not use these sources and sources like them as a source for Brachim. Yeah, good you bring it up because it is true. Um, this, these two Gemaras seem to be operating really independently of each other. Um, so that's a Nassim source for things. Mm. suggests another reason why do they talk so long one malchus one kingdom cannot uh, you know push off because right? Baruch who decides who's king for, for how long now at this point in history Shmuel was ruling Kali Yisrael Shmuel was he was the prophet but he was also judge he was like the shayfet he was acting as the de facto ruler of Kali Yisrael and the time was not yet 100% ripe for Shaul to be anointed as king. So the conversation was attenuated and became long and strange and bewildering because Shaul was running a little early. And it wasn't really time yet for Shaul to be anointed as king. Shaul had jumped the gun just a bit by a few minutes, so therefore the women uh, talked for a long time to keep Shaul away from Shmuel because as soon as Shaul met Shmuel, Shmuel was going to anoint him. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Very well. Very nice. So now I know about brachas on food. How do I know about brachas on taira? Now this is another vote in favor of us having a dairaisa conversation. Because we know brachas on taira is dairaisa. Right? So maybe it's not a smachtas. If you make a bracha on cheese pizza, you should definitely make a bracha on Tyra, right? Because it is infinitely superior to pizza. Rabbi bar says there's no need for moralizing. I have a different approach. Right? We already found that there's a there's a halacha, there's a passage that says on the good land which he has given you. We find this phrase va'etna. We find that the uh, the uh, the of uh, nesina of giving is uh, is associated both with benching and with taira. So we can kind of go that way. Insurance company. Which? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in New Jersey, that was my insurance company. Um. Yeah, so that is one another potential source. Once we're here, how do we know that you make a, that you bless Hashem for the bad just as much as you bless Him for the good? As Hashem, your God, has given you. What is the Bachon here? However, it is that he judges you, whether it is, whether it seems pleasant or unpleasant. Chabad, they call it revealed good and hidden good. They don't believe in anything being not good. Um, okay. Right? Taiva zu taira. Good is. Uh, is Taira. For a good gift have I given you. Right? That's a Lechach Taiv. Good is Taira. Right? 
the good is the construction of Yerushalayim. And that is, once again, the source for Yerushalayim being referred to as Taiva. I think we'll pick up from here tomorrow. Go ahead. Go ahead.